Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to a Reckless Speculation Thursday here. It's a Scoop Thursday with our friend Darren Doogie Wilson from the 5 Eyewitness News Sports Department. Inside information and educated speculation, sometimes non-educated speculation if it's coming from me or Judd. Uh, AJ in for Declan Doogie. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Uh, Hopefully you can open your door and not be snowed in too badly here today. Well, Phil, if we can, let's go for like hours. Because Mrs. W is already saying, hey, the mailman is due here in the next couple hours. Go shovel him a path, which inevitably I will do. But the longer I can prolong that, yeah. I'm all for. Yeah, it's we're here in the West Metro. It's like 12 to 14-ish inches, maybe 15 if you go back to Monday, whatever we got on Monday, one inch. So, yeah, maybe not quite the 28 inches that some people predicted, but still one whopper. Of a storm. Happy Reckless Speculation Thursday. Always appreciate Thursdays joining you guys. Busy week, crazy week, right? Fat Tuesday into Ash Wednesday into Reckless Speculation Thursday. Going back to Tuesday, maybe I was drunk. Maybe I can blame Fat Tuesday. Two corrections. So I was on with Judd and Declan. Happy to see that Declan made it to North Carolina, that his flight got out. I was just texting with a friend with the Gopher baseball team. They're supposed to fly down to Fort Myers at 3.30 Right now, the flight is still on as scheduled, but best of luck to them flying to Fort Myers later today. But two corrections from Tuesday. One, a minor one. I'll start with the minor one. Isaac Asima. So he is the Gophers basketball team's number one 2024 recruiting target. He took his official visit to the U over the weekend. I mispronounced his name on Tuesday. I Zoomed with him last night. Got full clarification on how to say his name. I will also tell you, based off that Zoom conversation from Wednesday, I will be shocked if he doesn't eventually commit to the University of Minnesota. Butler is in his mix, Xavier, some other high major type programs, but there is mutual love. The Gophers with Isaac, Isaac with the Gophers. The other correction that I think will capture your attention a bit more, so I said on Tuesday the Twins were not in on Luke Voigt, Some additional information came in. I'm told the Twins made Luke Voigt a major league offer. Hmm. He instead accepted a minor league offer from the Milwaukee Brewers. So before the Twins signed Donovan Solano, one year, $2 million. He can earn up to $250,000 in incentives based on plate appearances. 
they made a comparable offer to Luke Voigt. But Luke Voigt told the Twins no. He told Milwaukee yes. So those are the two corrections from Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. Can we get into some uh, some Viking speculation with you here, Dukes? We just want to yeah, throw it to you. We are less than a week away from the NFL Combine. We uh, will have the, the league year in free agency here in about three weeks from now. On Purple Daily today, Jed and I are going to play code general managers here, and we're just going to do the entire offseason. We're going to cut, extend, trade, free agency. We're going to do a mock draft simulation. We're going to fix the Vikings. Um, where do you want to start? What's like? Are you hearing anything? Are there any tea leaves to be read about player movement? We've seen so the Vikings have one of the three or four worst cap situations in the league. Other teams like the Bucks and like the Saints in that bin have started to redo contracts, cut players, etc. So where are the Vikings at right now? Yeah, I mean, Phil, changes are coming. It's a matter of how many. Now, like the simplest move to create a bunch of cap space, you restructure Brian O'Neill's contract. So expect that to come. Now, last Thursday, we brought up Zadarius Smith's house. Hitting the market. Now, that officially hit the market on Monday. Here's what I'm told on that, because we attempted to read some tea leaves on Zadarius placing his home in the East Metro, Southeast Metro, on the market. I'm told the home is outdated. Why he ever bought it in the first place last May is beyond me. So it's possible he stays. He's just looking for an upgrade. The home just doesn't fit his needs and so that's the whole reasoning behind Zadarius Smith hmm. putting his house on the market. It's he less than a million no dollars, idea. right? Isn't it like a? It's a. It's not even a seven-figure home. I mean, come yeah, on, what are we doing, Zadarius? More. Yeah. So, like, maybe he ends up getting released or traded. So, maybe he doesn't. He doesn't know at this point. I can tell you, his camp doesn't know. But him putting that house on the market is as simple as he is looking for an upgrade. So the home is being cut. It's being waived. Like it's a it it's an actual cap casualty of of Z. Interesting stuff. It makes it Although easier too for the Vikings, right? His house is already on the market, so we can say goodbye. Good point. It's a cousin's house, fully yeah. guaranteed. He's got to pay the whole freight. <laughs> Absolutely. Otherwise, Phil, I mean, I've checked this week on you know whether there's been any traction on on the Adam Thielen situation. I'm told nothing quite yet. Couple others. I've just I've been told. Nothing quite yet, but, you know, those conversations clearly will pick up. Many league people head into Indianapolis as soon as Sunday. Then Monday, Tuesday, it really ramps up. Certainly Wednesday into Thursday, one week from now. So that's when a lot of chatter will take place. The Vikings will sit down with Kirk Cousins' representation, Dalvin Cook's representation, go up and down the list. So a lot of that stuff will be hashed out in person starting next week. Two things I'm curious about um, when the combine does start. One is when we when it starts to emerge the players that the Vikings just plan on divorcing themselves from, because I'm sure there there will be some where there will be talks about uh, restructures, and if that doesn't work, they might be gone. But there have to be players that they're just like we're done with, we're not restructuring. That's my first one. The second one that I think could emerge, and it's not going to be a ton of names, but it could be a few names is when we start to find out what positions and what uh, free agents in particular they might target. So like at cornerback, I I think some names will really start to emerge at the combine. Because like that's the one thing we we have speculated on, but we don't know yet. It always feels like the combine is a point where we get at least a couple of solid leads. 
to see the direction in which this team is going to go and what they prioritize as like, are they, are they going after more veteran guys in their third contracts or the smart thing, which is to try, try to sign guys coming out of that first contract. So you really can capture the best years for a player. Well, I mean like a linebacker, like Edmonds, right? Is it Tremaine Edmonds? Like Mm -hmm. you can connect those logical dots. I'll give you another. Now there is interest in re-signing Garrett Bradbury, but if they fail on that front, the other good center, there's a couple, but McGovern. Is it Connor McGovern? McGovern. Jets, yeah. Yeah, who has – there's there's some mutual interest there. He's a Midwestern guy, I'm told. Like, that would be a name to keep an eye on if, if the Bradbury negotiations go south. So those would be two instant names that I would say, like, if you want to look at guys right now, now maybe this fits more of the Reckless Speculation Thursday theme. You know, maybe I'll be able to advance a little bit more, you know, in-depth – you know, intel-wise next week. But those are two names that, that I think you can have on your radar. By the way, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, they have they now have like the top 200 free agents and contract projections and whatnot. Uh, Bradbury and Connor McGovern, in terms of their overall rank among all free agents, McGovern is 74th, Bradbury is 91st. Uh, McGovern's the second-ranked free agent center, Bradbury's the third-ranked, and McGovern is set to maybe sign a three-year, $7.5 million per year deal. Bradbury three years, six and a half million dollars. So like pretty comparable contracts. Uh, McGovern's a little, this is the other thing too. McGovern is almost 30 years old. He's going to be 30 years old when the season starts. So if he thought that Bradbury was going to come back healthy, but um, these are, you know, you know, Judd and I are going to f- try to find a path to at least carve out enough money later today on purple daily to sign a couple impact free agents. And it just kind of depends on, does cornerback make sense? Are you going to have to go sign a linebacker because you don't trust what you have? What about this Dalvin Tomlinson situation? Do you know anything? So um, both sides decided to move the void date back to March 15th. And so if an extension isn't reached, the Vikings would then have to eat $7.5 million in dead cap, which they already have a lot of dead cap coming from other players in the next couple of years. Can you shine any light on whether or not Dalvin Tomlinson and the Vikings will reach an extension. What, what what all goes into that? Well, sure. I mean, there's definitely dialogue taking place. I mean, Tomlinson was really, really good this past season. Like, you can justify giving him pretty good money, right? So there have been conversations. Yeah, Field Yates has, has a really good contact in the league office in New York. And so Field Yates of ESPN is all over a lot of these contractual-type situations. And he was on top of it earlier this week. I mean, I can't really add much more insight than what Fields put out there about what you just laid out, Phil, about the date being pushed back to March 15th. But that signals that there is mutual interest. Tomlinson certainly wants to be here. I remember having a nice conversation with him in December, then again in early January about his desire to remain here for the next few years. So, you know, unless he was lying to me, which I guess is possible, but just reading his body language, the way he was smiling, I got the sense that Tomlinson would like to find a way to remain here. And I can tell you the Vikings front office would like to make that happen. It just comes down to, can they meet at a, you know, a reasonably, you know, decent number that satisfies both Dalvin and the Viking salary cap situation. But I would tell you, Phil, those talks are ongoing. That feels like one that makes sense though. So Bradbury, I'm a little reluctant on because one, he had one good, good year. And it always concerns me when a guy like that has a good contract year but everything up until then is fairly dicey. And I also think 
that Bradbury might get paid, which, by the way, if I'm the Vikings, I'm not paying him. Like, I'll bring him back at a fair rate, but if somebody steps up and is like, oh, okay, he was a first-round pick, he is set to go, I'm not go- going to pay that type of salary. Tomlinson, I think I, I would probably, I wouldn't break the bank, but I think he's a guy that you'd be a lot more confident in the stability. I, I would just hate to have Bradbury come back with a long-term lucrative contract now and lapse back into what we saw previously. In Tomlinson's case, I'm not afraid of that. And he's not the perfect player, but I do think that he's a productive guy. And I would also be curious in Tomlinson's case to see what he can do in Brian Flores' system. Well, yes, absolutely. In Brian Flores' system, you know, Dalvin's got a little bit of position flexibility as well, right? I mean, you know, time spent in a 4-3 and a 3-4, right? I mean, he can line up, you know, some different spots there, interior of the defensive line. We're talking about Garrett just being a center. You're not moving him to guard or anything like that. I'm curious, Judd, would you do what PFF is suggesting? If the Vikings could retain Garrett Bradbury at those numbers, three years, six and a half per, because that seems actually a little bit high to me. Like, I know there's interest in retaining Garrett, but I don't even know if the Vikings would go that high. So, so Spotrack has their own projection. Get this one. Four years, 47.7 total, an AAV of 11.9. Whoa, okay. That's which different. I would which I wouldn't get near. What you just said. Yeah, I would need... be shocked if the Vikings touch that. I mean, I'm telling you, I'll be surprised I know. if they approach six and a half. I think, you know, maybe in that ballpark, but maybe not quite six and a half. Certainly hmm. not eleven and change. six and a half would not knock my socks off. I, I could probably stomach that one. But if it but if he finds one team that's like, dude, you know what? Good year, uh an important position will pay you, I'm probably out very quickly if I'm the Vikings. Yeah. I mean, I'll be curious to see what, you know, the division rival Chicago Bears do, right, with all that cap space. (laughs) You know, I mean, we saw it last year with Jacksonville signing multiple free agents, impactful free agents. Who exactly are the Bears signing? Because the Bears are going to sign at least, what, three, if not four or five pretty big names. What positions do the Bears target? Would they have some interest in plucking a guy or two here from the Vikings? Hmm. Uh, just because this is in the spirit of reckless speculation Thursday lifestyle. Reckless speculation. I have had a few, I don't know if you've seen some of this, Judd, but some Vikings fans on Twitter and email over the last couple weeks, ever since some steam came out that maybe the Bears would be interested in trading Justin Fields two years into that rookie scale contract, but you know they could pick any number of quarterbacks with where they're drafting, obviously, and sort of restart that clock. Should the Vikings have interest in a guy like Justin Fields via trade? And and to that, I will say two things. Number one, the tax you'd have to pay in the division seems aggressive. I don't think I think the if the Bears had interest in trading Fields, they wouldn't be doing so. Like the, they clearly like him, but maybe not enough to you know give him a big contract in a couple of years. But on the chance that he blows up and becomes this amazing player, do they want that to happen in their division? So they would probably not trade him in the division. Number two, I don't know about you guys, when it comes to life after Kirk, I'd rather just draft the next quarterback, rookie-scale contract, start from zero. That's why I like the Trey Lance stuff. Um, Justin Fields I don't think is a possibility, but like Trey Lance could be a possibility. Those options interest me a lot less because then you feel pressure even more to play them right away. You could go, if Anthony Richardson falls, you could draft him, easily sit him for a full season behind Kirk, 
develop him, still have four years of team control before you have to worry about a big bloated contract. So I don't know where you guys fall on sort of this life after Kirk, Fields, Lance, rookie, all these options out there, but that's kind of where I'm at. Plus, you don't have to give up draft cap. Like, the amount of picks you'd have to trade to get a guy like Fields or something, it's just a non-starter for me. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's a non-starter for the Vikings, Phil. Like, I'll be shocked yeah. if Justin Fields gets traded here. Now, remember, pre-draft, April of they tra- 2021. That, that's, remember why how much Rick that's why it's Spielman, relevant. Yeah, remember how much Rick Spielman, but not just Rick, some other people that remain in the Vikings front office, how big of fans they were of Justin Fields. There was legitimate interest in finding a way pre-draft, specifically that Thursday night draft night, first round, in finding a way to move up to draft Justin Fields. But right now, I don't foresee any sort of trade happening. I mean, the Vikings are going to draft a quarterback either this year or next year. Not like I'm going out on a limb suggesting that. You know, when I can offer up more information, if I can pinpoint, okay, more likely this year compared to next year, I'll do that. I'm just telling you, sometime in the next two years, they are going to draft a quarterback. I'll be curious, starting next week, like how many, you know, formal interviews do they end up with with some of these quarterbacks? Like the Kentucky quarterback. Like, he, to me, screams Kevin O'Connell. Like, you know, you hear enough stuff about the Kentucky kid. You know, you bring up Richardson's name, but look at the Kentucky kid. Like, that's that's the quarterback Kevin O'Connell's looking for, right? So, you know, I don't think he gets much beyond pick seven Las Vegas, right? So I don't know how you would maneuver to get him. I'm not even quite sure Richardson has much of a chance, Phil, to get to where the Vikings are mm-hmm. in the early 20s. But sure, like this year or next year, like I'm telling you, like I'll be shocked. I, I would bet a lot of money that the Vikings are going to draft a quarterback, so it's just a matter of when. And you know what's going to be fun, too, is what their path is going to be to get there. So, like, because, you know, I'm I'm going to assume that they're not going to, in 2023, fall off the table and win two or three games, right? So, like, what is that, that path? Is that path trading up? Is that path to look for a guy in a trade? Um, I just think that there's so... There are so many things we don't know about Quazy and O'Connell. Like with Rick, you sort of knew what Rick was, right? Like Rick liked Fields. The Bears said, well, we we do too. And the Bears got more aggressive, and that didn't really shock you. So like with Rick, we sort of by the end knew what he was probably going to do or not do. With Quazy, we don't know. And at some point in time, is KOC go- going to say, you know what? This is the guy that I want to pull the trigger on, and I want this guy and I don't care what we have to do, we have to go get him. So, like, there's just so many variables and unanswered questions here that that we can certainly recklessly speculate about, That, but we aren't going to know until the Vikings are actually up against it and say, screw it, this is the move to make. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it'll take a few years to develop some patterns. I will tell you, based on his first draft class, it certainly looks like he likes those big school players, right? He's not looking for you know, a player from William and Mary per se right now that could flip as soon as this draft. Right. But you look at, you know, Georgia, Clemson, Oklahoma, all those schools, LSU, like they're going to target. It looks like players from those large schools, specifically the SEC and ACC and big 12 and big Mm -hmm. 10 for that matter. Yeah. Um, By the way, uh, just for, for the listeners here, we're sitting here Thursday, riding out the snowstorm, but Friday through Sunday, we should have, no snow, weather may be getting better, which means you might start thinking about golf season on the horizon here. Uh, the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show happening all weekend long at the Minneapolis Convention Center. And Judd, you and I are going to be hosting a couple Purple Daily Town Hall Q&As 
inside Hall B of the Minneapolis Convention Center. So that's going to be Friday, tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and Saturday at 2 o'clock. Tickets are just $12 at minnesotagolfshow.com. minnesotagolfshow.com. Come hang out with us 2 o'clock Friday, 2 o'clock Saturday. Uh, drink a couple adult beverages. Throw some Viking speculation out there. We'll have the recorders out there for, for podcast purposes. And uh, come hang out with us at the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show. Okay, I any other... Felt- you need to track down Adam Thielen for the golf show. Remember, he was on with you. Was that a few years ago? He sunk Wasn't that he like hundred putt foot putt. Yeah, competition. He joined us. Maybe he didn't join you, but he was there. He was okay. He yeah, part in the longest putt competition. You know, he's an avid golfer now. You know, Florida in many ways is now home base for Adam, for his family. Not here in the Twin Cities, so I don't even know if he's in town. Zero this chance, weekend. unless he's being paid to appear, and I don't know it at the golf show this weekend, right? He's I do hear he loves our show. I've heard he thinks our show is great. I've yeah. heard he thinks that our judge been taking cheap shots at Adam Thielen for it's not true. five not years now. They're not cheap shots. I've tried to tell Judd Phil from this last year, like he just Adam wasn't healthy. He just won. Yeah, but now, he's three thirty two. Doesn't mean there's a whole lot of football up there. We can have that conversation, but like the knee was bothering him for large portions of the year. So yeah, because you look at the DFF separation numbers and all that. I get it. Adam did not have a productive twenty two season. But I still wonder if there's still at least one more good year there. Like, heck, I'd love to see him. Who wouldn't if you're a receiver with Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Like, well, I think the Chiefs could could get 10 touchdowns out of Adam very easily. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you, I think... Doogie, so. Probably. What? You're right. I, I said, and and you. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes could throw 10 touchdowns to Darren as oh. well. Yeah, my yeah, I've got, you know, soft enough hands where – yeah, yeah, you Mahomes, can catch the ball. I don't need to create separation. Just throw the ball. Exactly. You, know, you put it in the right window. I'll catch it. Well, what is – so what does – so I guess just to put, try and put myself in Adam's cleats here for a second. So he's essentially saying, hey, you know, I didn't complain about it, but I wasn't 100% healthy. That's a big – people think that I've fallen off a cliff. There's more my, – my injuries are going to heal up to a certain extent. But with his wife and some of the things that she has said very publicly on Instagram – uh, you know, even Adam, Adam has had three weeks worth of chances doing media on Pat McAfee show and everywhere else to sort of say, well, actually, you know, but and he, and he says the right things in terms of I want to retire as a Viking. But it's very obvious with his media tour, with what his wife has been saying, that he wants to be featured more in an offense. He doesn't just want to be sort of cast aside here toward the end of his career. So do you have any idea what do the Thielens want out of all of this? Well, no, I don't exactly know what they want. I've not had a conversation with Adam. I typically do catch up with him at some point in the offseason, but I haven't done that quite yet. I will continue to say that I will not be surprised if Adam is playing elsewhere in 2023. That yeah. I will say. Yeah. Um, all right, let's empty the rest of the scoop bag here, Doogie. What else you got for us? Reckless speculation. All right, on Donovan Solano. So I had at the beginning, the Twins made the offer. To Luke Voigt, he says no. They end up with Solano. So that points to, especially after making Voigt the offer, that the move is more, well, certainly depth. I had a Twins official tell me depth, but also Alex Kirilov insurance because people have been wondering, well, what about Jorge Polanco insurance? Right? Had the knee injury, missed a bunch of time at the end of last year. Are we sure it's not Jorge Polanco's second base insurance? To some extent, sure. Donovan Solano can play second base. But I wouldn't be shocked if he gets a bulk of his time at first base or he's just a late inning pinch hitter type, you know, maybe starts one to two days a week max. 
But I'm led to believe it's more insurance for Kirilov compared to anybody else. Just Kirilov coming off the wrist, major wrist surgery. Doing well, though, not taking BP in the cage quite yet. But able to swing a bat, has taken swings going back a couple months, participating in all the defensive drills. I mean, the Twins are encouraged by how he looks. But you still need to have an insurance policy in place. So Solano offers up that. Yeah, it's kind of a, you know, pun intended, out of left field type signing, but um, the guy can hit, he can platoon, he can play a bunch of different positions. So I don't know, J- Judd's really sour on the Twins, Doogie, but I kind of like kind of like what they've done this offseason. I'm not really it's, sour. It's starting I'm, to come back around. I'm not bit. really sour. I'm skeptical. I'm naturally skeptical because of the fact that they deserve that, that and I'm not buying in yet. I actually think that they made some good moves. Um, I hope that the story that came out of spring training a couple days ago holds to be true, which is that with Archer and Bundy gone, Rocco now really wants to extend his starters a third time through. Um, if that is true, and with the starters that they have, provided they stay healthy, Doogie, I think that that could be a positive move. I'm just naturally skeptical of a team that fell apart and a team that hasn't really had the answers at times when I think the answers have been sitting there in front of them and they ignore them. Well, I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, we need to see it to believe it. Yeah, my colleague Joe Schmidt, he's still down there, can't fly back today. Although, actually, maybe a slight chance. I just got a text. Might be able to fly back today. Otherwise, he'll fly back tomorrow. But he's been embedded with the Twins all week, this first week of full squad spring training. So he was in that mix. We had that sound from Rocco on Channel 5 here in the Twin Cities earlier this week about, hey, very open-minded to having guys go deeper into games. That's another, though, Judd. I'll believe it right. when I see it. It Agreed. sounds great now. It goes back to Tuesday. Phil, I brought this up on Tuesday. So Joe Ryan is experimenting with a new pitch. Tyler Malley is experimenting with a new pitch. The Eliminator. Come March 30th, come April 15th. Are we really going to see those pitches when the games truly count? Like we always hear, it's like the bingo card, right? Check the box of pitcher working on new pitch. The gyro on February ball. 23rd. We always hear that this time of the year. Then come April and May, it's like, okay, well, where is that pitch? Right? So, like, you hear a lot of stuff this time of the year. To me, it's just it's a lot of noise until I see it actually come to fruition. But, sure, I mean, Sonny Gray is very vocal about wanting to go deeper into games. Pablo Lopez, his track record, suggests he pitches into the seventh inning. So, yes, I sure hope. Based on some track records, not necessarily Gray in 22, but Gray going back to when he was with the Reds, there's a track record with some of these guys being able to pitch into the seventh inning, seeing a lineup a third time. So I hope what Rocco says is true, but I'm just telling you, I need to see it truly come April to really believe it. And I'd I'd like to also broach one more thing that's not getting talked about at all, and it's the type of thing that at least deserves acknowledgement so we got the traditional, let's pick a twin who's lost some weight and celebrate it. Jose Miranda showed up at Twins Fest. Oh, my God, he quit e- eating hot dogs. Look how good he looks. But you know what? No matter what you say about him, Gio Urshela at third base, and I know the metrics didn't love him, but the eye test I thought was very kind. Like, he made a lot of plays, and I was pretty impressed by him. Jose Miranda at third base, what are you going to get there? Yeah, because he's not, you know, he's not great there. He's not like like at first Mm -hmm. base, the poor guy was a disaster at first because he hadn't played there really. But I mean, these are the type of things that I'm curious about and that don't get broached enough, which is, you know, where have you created potential holes or how or how well does 
Miranda now going back to third base play, which is going to be a significant thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, heck, how about Urshela in the clutch? They're going to miss some of that clutch hitting, right? So definitely a question. You look at Miranda's OPS in August, in September, it tailed off from earlier in the season. So there are questions there with Jose Miranda. Heck, maybe losing all that weight could be a bad thing. Maybe he starts to wear down body-wise come August, come September. I hope not. I like the kid a lot, so I'm rooting for him. But, yeah, I mean, to me, that's absolutely a question mark. I'm with Phil, though, Judd. Now, it took some luck, right, with Correa swinging and missing with two teams for Correa to end up back here. But when you re-sign Carlos Correa, it's been, you know, to me, you know, whether it's A minus, B plus, A, A plus, maybe A plus is a stretch, but, you know, somewhere in that range. Like, it's been a very, very productive offseason, and I'm still not buying the Guardians youngsters, all those youngsters last year, duplicating what they did. Maybe they will, but I'm still not on that bandwagon that the Guardians are going to have all that success with those youngsters that they had last year. The White Sox love Dylan Cease, but, you know, God willing, hopefully Liam Hendricks is back sooner rather than later. But, you know, missing Hendricks, losing Abreu, I'm not big on the White Sox. Now, I get it. The White Sox had a bunch of injuries last year. You know, they're trying to maintain health this year right now, knock on whatever, you know, Robert and Anderson and those guys are healthy. But I think the Twins are as good, you know, 1 through 26 as any team in the Central. Certainly not the American League. If we're stacking the American League, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, cusp, you know, playoff team. But there is an easy path to the playoffs by winning the Central Division. I think the Twins roster, 1 through 26, is as good as any. Mm. Mm. Awesome, dude. Great stuff. Great stuff today, Doogie. Well done. The Timberwolves moved back practice today, but I checked with somebody with the Wolves. They believe just about every guy either is back in town or should be back in town by this afternoon. I believe there's one runway open at the airport right now. Guys coming from all over the place. Clear it out. Clear it out for the Wolves. It sounds like the Wolves should be okay. Now the question is, when can Charlotte fly into town? When do multiple runways open at the airport, can the Hornets get to town sometime tonight, or do they need to fly in tomorrow morning? But as of now, Wolves Hornets Target Center tomorrow night, Friday night, is on. Inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams and some good old fun and reckless speculation. Doogie, we'll see you next week, sir. Okay, sounds good, boys. Go Thanks, show. We'll see ya. All right, you can check him out, yep, uh, D. Wolves and KSTP on Twitter, and he's part of the 5 Eyewitness News sports team. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, boys. Reckless Speculation Thursday here. Did we just get speculation. a runway update? Uh, well, I think I think the information about the one runway has been out there. I don't think okay. he, I don't think Doogie was breaking any news. But there. I didn't know that was still the case. So, like, and, we got an update. Well, I mean, did any did the did the weather runway like get better in the last day? <laughs> runway two thousand twenty three. Runway two thousand twenty three. What's the latest? Doogie tells you only one open. Don't bother going to the airport. Maybe we should just create a new YouTube channel for uh, MSP runway updates here. Is anyone doing that you know on what? YouTube? Could be a you good laugh. Niche. You laugh. It could be huge. Apparently, the one runway that they have open, they they only use. It's like a yes, a runway they never use, and they right. only used it like eight times in all of 2022, and they used it for like all flights yesterday. Runway analytics, baby. You're throwing it out there. Well, it just seems a little a little I dangerous, know. right? Like, what if there's a pothole nah. or something that they didn't know about because they never use it? It's probably know? brand new. No, it's probably nice. It's probably nice and the, it's, it's probably really good shape because it because it's not used much. I don't know. Uh, I have a question for you guys here, and AJ's in for Declan on uh, Mackie and Judd and Purple Daily because Declan did make it out to uh, to warmer parts of the country to go visit some family in North Carolina. But uh, you see some his news tweet came earlier? out. What's that? You see his tweet earlier? Just. No drifts, but a lot of sunshine, and he's just sitting on a porch drinking a cup of coffee. He's just sun for days. Just he's just taunting, just people. rubbing, you know it in our mocking, faces. and taunting people. That's not very nice. But I will say this: you, from every situation that might not be great, there is good. And I'm going to tell you right now, Age. I think you're doing a fantastic job. Hey, thank you. I think you're doing a great job, and you are here. I'm just saying, jobs have been lost for less. I hey, wow. I, I battled the elements. I, I love Dex, but you're in the studio. Exactly right. You came in through what is. You're just cr- moving on from Declan, just like that. The guy taunts a couple people on Twitter, and you're just you're, you're just like the Vikings <laughs> roster to you. It, Adam it, Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Declan Goff. None of these okay. people mean anything to you. They're just chess pieces on a board. Phil, need I remind you, as someone with far more responsibility at the company than me, that our executive producer today is comes in a very very favorable salary cap slot what do you mean i'm saying that if your boss dan seaman comes to you t- today and says boy you know age sounds really good and i'm looking at his salary right now <laughs> and i'm looking at declan's i'm just saying it could be out there we always talk about cutting people <laughs> i'll let you write an article for vikingswire.com about uh <laughs> I'm just the status of our executive producer right <laughs> <laughs> um, let's get into, here's what I want to ask you guys. And I guess this kind of falls under the reckless speculation umbrella here. So yesterday, Netflix and the NFL announced a partnership here. It'll be the first partnership ever between Netflix and the NFL. And the end result is called quarterback, a docu-series that, that explores each season through the lens of an NFL quarterback. The first season, coming this summer, focuses on Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes, Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota, and Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins. 
The announcement promises exclusive, unprecedented access to the players both on the field and in their homes. The three quarterbacks had microphones on them for every game of their seasons and behind-the-scenes footage, homes, like 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 they said. Um, Mahomes' newly formed production company will produce the series. He's quoted in the release, as is Peyton Manning, because Omaha Productions is also part of the project. So what are you looking forward to seeing specifically from Kirk Cousins in this all-access docu-series? AJ, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to let you tackle that one first. I think it's going to be hilarious to see the discrepancies between the other two quarterbacks and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> it's going to be amazing because they're going to, I imagine they're going to do like the typical, like we're going to look into him for about 15 minutes. Then we got to focus on uh, Mariota for 15 minutes. You know, they did the, the Falcons bad season. They're struggling. He's dealing with a lot of that stuff. And then it cuts to Kirk Cousins and he's just like out on the patio, just cooking a steak and just not, a, not a care in the world. Yeah. Super not relaxed. studying film, right? Yeah. Not, uh, <laughs> No, not I, texting teammates obsessively like Tom Brady at uh, two o'clock in the morning. I want to know the, the pitch meeting. How did they settle on Kirk Cousins? Did they say we need somebody who's a little more down to earth? Did they want somebody to like kind of ground the show and maybe show a contrast between different guys? Because if you if you told me it was just like a, we're at, we have a Kirk Cousins specific episode, that doesn't seem like a Netflix thing. That seems like maybe a strictly like Vikings YouTube network episode that doesn't seem like something that a lot of people around the country are going to maybe log in i i can't wait for the uh the internet viral like five second clip of him saying or doing something that is just infamous that's that's yeah. probably the how, biggest thing I'm looking forward how to. did they land on him is an interesting question because well, on the surface he's like very cookie cutter and boring but he's also this he's kind of this mysterious fascinating figure because he was the first guaranteed contract ever he ha- he's like the 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 quintessential corporate quarterback, the way that he speaks, the way that he looks, everything. He's never gotten in trouble for anything. And you're kind of wondering, what is he really like behind closed doors in a locker room? What is he really like at home? So I'm, I am kind of fascinated to see if there's another level or two to his uh, life and personality that we haven't seen yet to this point. And I'm guessing they got turned down as well. They probably asked, you know, 15, 10 guys. And they tried to follow Aaron Rodgers into the darkness. And yeah, and three said, said uh, yes. But but it, it is, a, ultimately, I think it's a good cast because it's it's in Mariota, a young, struggling guy who, you know, at the time he agreed to it, was trying to get his career back on track with the Falcons. It's an absolute superstar, like a goat type of guy. And then Kirk. But AJ's right. Like, I mean, the great thing with Kirk is it could be incredibly boring. I have no idea, but it could be just sort of funny. And, you know, we know Kirk is quirky as hell, so that's not a, a surprise. So, like, in a 13-win season in which a lot went right, you know, how did Kirk process things? And, you know, Kirk's a different cat. So I, I love this. I, I think it's actually going to provide a lot of fodder. And Netflix is doing, and here's where they're so damn smart, instead of pursuing live sports, which cost you an arm and a leg, right? Like, if you try and get football rights, you are going to pay. Netflix is doing a marvelous job of saying, screw it, documentaries, and then doing good ones. Like, this is a really smart play. What they, They've got the golf one now, yeah, the F1. racing one. The yeah. racing one, I think, the F1 was their F- first the, one. The Netflix F1 documentary boosted ratings on ESPN, and yep. I think, I don't know if they have other networks, but it, it legitimately... Ing- I'm, Curious to see if it does the same thing for some of these PGA Tour players or some of the live players because it was yes. kind of split. But this feels like a really, really smart play. 
it feels like a little bit of what HBO did in the early 2000s for for shows, Sopranos, The Wire, right? Well, hard like, Knocks. Hard Knocks. Yeah, Hard Knocks. Like this is because I think it's going to be really good. Um, but yeah, I'm very intrigued also how inside the building they'll take you. Like, do we go inside O'Connell's office? Did, did he allow that? Like, there's just a lot of questions, but I'm actually excited for it. Interesting point here by Florio. I think Florio wrote this on, uh, yeah, Mike Florio wrote this yesterday. Quarterback, that's the name of the docuseries, could have landed anywhere. It's not with one of the NFL's current broadcast partners. The fact that it's with a company with which the NFL hasn't previously done business should not be underestimated as the NFL gears slow uh, as the NFL's gears slowly churn into the future of TV or as the case may be not TV. It is interesting that yeah. they're trying to, you know, their their longtime pillar relationships have been with CBS, NBC, Fox, you know, ABC, Disney, ESPN, little Amazon, little Amazon last year, right? Oh, yeah, for live. maybe maybe a little uh, little Netflix here with this quarterback series just to sort of test out the mechanics <laughs> of the relationship and the production and everything. And Netflix also now I think has become a super respected home of shows like this, which I think is important because mm-hmm. like if you just stick this on coming up on Paramount. Like, we all think, okay, great, yeah, might be good, but it's Paramount, CBS offshoot. I think it's very, very smart to to take a documentary that sounds like it's going to be good like this and put it on a service that has respect. Like, it's a smart play. It's a really smart play. But I am curious, like, I'm sure the rest of, of us, at first, when I, I read this yesterday, I sort of rolled my eyes and thought, Kirk Cousins, what's that? But the more I thought I about it, it, I'm intrigued. What is, the, what is the one thing, so we've, we've kind of been immersed in Kirkland here for about a half decade, right? Five seasons, going into his sixth, if my math is right. And um, I don't know, I feel like we, we know some things about him, but it also feels like he's still kind of a mysterious figure in some ways. What is the number one thing you want to see behind the scenes? What's the number one thing you're most curious about that you hope comes out in this documentary about Kirk Cousins? I want to see more of what his actual competitive fire is. Um, I feel like we we sort of have seen a lot of the aw shucks guy, but I'll always go back to the documentary that the league did on him signing with the Vikings. And when he when when they included the thing where he basically said, we played the Jets, we got them financially where we want them, showed a competitive fire to win that negotiation in a big way. So I'd like to see if we get a look at Kirk and some consistency of Kirk's day, what that guy is like. Um, because I think he does a good job of playing up the the sort of cliche dad role. And he is quirky. But, like, you don't get to be where Kirk is w- without there being a level that goes beyond you like that. And so that's what I'm most – I'm interested to see if we sort of get a glimpse at the day-to-day Kirk – what the competitive fire is actually like, which I don't think we've seen it ever consistently. Yeah, I'm I'm sort of in the same boat. I want to see because I think he falls into that like that movie quarterback, if that makes sense. Like he knows his lines. He's gonna go out there and and he 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 plays a certain role where at post game press conference, if it's a bad loss, he's got the uh the textbook on here's how I respond to this answer, here's how I respond to this. I kind of want to see the behind the scenes if he goes home and they're at dinner and he's like God, if I could just hit that pass, if I could just hit that hole, you know, or they get, you know, he, he has a sit down with Kevin O'Connell and they maybe and not get at each other's throats. But I want to see that fire maybe 
behind the scenes that we haven't seen before um, of, you know, maybe instead of putting their arm around him and, you know, yay, it's okay, blah, blah, blah. It's, look, we can't be throwing a slant there. Hey, Kirk, mm-hmm. you can't be dumping it off when, not to bring this up, but, you know, fourth and eight, you, you can't be throwing it three yards short of the sticks. We have to go deep here. Like, I, I want to see that more raw, uncut footage. I'm anxious to see, though, maybe how much control the teams and franchises might have over the final say. Because I know for a lot of the Amazon Prime's video, they do this series called All or Nothing, and they've done it for football teams and soccer teams. And it ends up being, you can tell, more of a orchestrated, here's why you should almost like our team and our franchise and we're a brand and not just whatever. But they obviously can't control the actions outside um, of what's going on. You know, they win, sweep, they lose. They don't have any control. But if there's like a total blow up, you know, I want to see an uncut, uncensored five minute version of a halftime speech at the Colts game. I I, know that can't be edited because some of the stuff. When you when you talk about the absolute best quarterbacks of the last 15, 20 years, right? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, um, I would say even Aaron Rodgers to some extent, and there's some others. There's these moments of Brady freaking out, just competitive fire boiling over, right? Patrick Mahomes yelling at Andy Reid, put me back in the game, my ankle's fine, this type of stuff. And you see a little bit, you'll see emotions from Kirk once in a while, but everything about Kirk just seems AJ kind of nailed it with the, the, uh, the movie star analogy. Everything seems very scripted. It's like 90% of what we've seen from Kirk is very scripted and thought out and corporate, but we do see the 10% glimpses the you like that's or the Kirko chains on the plane, you know, some of this stuff. I want more of the 10%. I want to know if there is more of the 10%. I want to see more about, I don't think anyone, you know, believes his teammates hate him or anything like that. But, you know, when when we have to have the coach come out and say, like, hey, we're just so you guys know, you know, his team voted him a captain as if it's like, yeah, of course he's a cap. He's a freaking quarterback who makes 30. He should be the captain. Like, why are we? Why why is that even a thing that we're bragging about or talking? about? I I just want to see what is he like behind the scenes on a more real and raw level. If there's two things from 2023 that we sort of saw, but we don't know a ton about that I would love to, to see actually captured with context. The first one is the training camp practice against San Francisco where Kirk drops an F-bomb. You effing like that. And like what led up to, to that? Because, I mean, his parents are in the stands. This is a guy who does not swear traditionally at all. And like I would love to know like what triggered that, like what triggers him. And then the second one Age brought this up, but I would love to see, and this one's dicey, but I would love to see exactly what transpired with O'Connell and Kirk after the fourth and eight three-yard pass. Because O'Connell got into him. There's no question about that. And he fired back. Like, Kirk is not a... Kirk might not swear a lot, and Kirk might be a nice guy, but we've seen it before. There's a fire there. And I would love to see the entire context of what played out there as a guy literally threw five yards short of the sticks with your season on the line. I want to see what he's like in the kitchen, too. I want to see if he has dull knives or not, because you're looking at a guy here who suffered from dull knives for a long time, boys. That's right. My name is Phil, and uh, I've had problems. Hi. Hi, Judd. Hi, AJ. And I've had problems with dull knives, and that's why it's great that I discovered MyDullKnives.com. 
Stop squishing tomatoes when you try to slice them with dull knives. Uh, you, you want to talk about cutting sweet potatoes for our specialty sweet potato fries? Yeah, really hard with dull knives. It's embarrassing to walk around all day knowing that people are judging me, the laughs, the finger pointing. Uh, this is where the folks at Vivrant come in. They offer you a safe and professional mail kit. You can send your dull knives on a little vacation, and Vivrant mails them back to you professionally sharpened all within just a few days at mydullknives.com. If you've never had your knives sharpened, and most people haven't, it's a game-changing experience, even for idiots like me who are just sort of trying to be adults for the first time in my 30s and cook more often. It's a confidence booster for sure. Mydullknives.com. Mydullknives.com. Who wants to mock? I want to mock. Mock! Who doesn't want to mock? Don't get out of here. I think this is your partner here because you you do work uh, written work for Vikings Wire. This is the yeah. Draft Wire section of USA Today here that just came out with a new mock. Love it. Did you have input in this? No, I did not. I think you should no. speak to a manager. I listen to mocks. I, you know what? I draw the line at where I know my expertise does not lie, and I do not crunch enough college football tape to help mock. I don't. I think a lot of these places just sort of go out. It's not like I don't think all these places are crunching no. tape. They're just kind of. That's not credible, then. Damn it. So, uh, so we bring you a few different mocks every single week across Purple Daily and Mackie and Joe. We're trying to round up, see sort of which way is the wind blowing in the mockosphere when it comes to the Vikings' first round pick. To this point, in the eighteen mock drafts that we have done, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, over half of. The draft picks have been cornerbacks, three wide receivers, uh, a couple edge rushers in there, but it's largely cornerback and then maybe wide receiver. Let's see what the draft wire from USA Today has to say. I want a mock. They have a trade with the number one overall pick, as they should. They've got the Colts trading up for Bryce Young. Okay. Uh, Let's see here. What's the trade? So it would include at least... This year's second round pick, next year's first round pick. So the Bears would pick up an extra first next year and a second, and they would drop down three spots while the Colts get Bryce Young. C.J. Stroud to the Texans with the number two pick. Mm -hmm. Will Anderson to the Cardinals. The Bears then get Jalen Carter. Uh, Edge rusher Tyree Wilson to the Seahawks at five. Will Levis to the Panthers at six. This is a trade, right? Yeah, they trade up, I think. Yeah, they ju- so they jump ahead of the Raiders, yep. giving up one of their yep. two second-rounders to get Will Levis. Yeah, I know what the Raiders are going to do. Anthony Richardson. Yep. So four quarterbacks in the first seven picks. So let's keep scrolling here. Uh, cornerback Devin Witherspoon to the Lions at nine. Uh, Patriots trade up for that Northwestern offensive tackle. A lot of trades here from, I love it, the draft wire. Going for it. Way to go. Way to go, draft wire. Quentin Johnston to the Texans, first receiver off the board at 12. Got some cornerbacks going here, a little cornerback run. Um, let's see here. Joey Porter's the fifth cornerback off the board of the Steelers at 17. Bijan Robinson to the Lions at 18. Jordan Addison, the second receiver off the board of the Chiefs at 19, who trade up, right? Aren't they trading up here? Interesting. Love these trades. Jalen oh. Hyatt, little receiver run. Okay, Vikings at 23, according to the draft wire. They select out of Mississippi State, cornerback Emmanuel Forbes. I want a mock. Mock. Okay. I don't think right. we've seen. 
I don't think that name is of all the cornerbacks mocked to the Vikings. I don't think that one's crossed. Ooh, actually, it has. Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper had Emmanuel oh, Forbes. Okay, I'm kicking myself right now. Like, Forgot how about could the I Godfather. What Godfather man. mocked it. Uh, I'm just, I'm done. Off your game. Me. Off your game here. Yeah. I'm uh, bringing in Brian Flores is a huge boost for one of the league's worst defenses, and his first order of business should be improving the secondary. Forbes was a big play machine for the Bulldogs. It would be a perfect fit in this defense. So there you have it. You know, have we come across yet a mock that has the Vikings trading back? No. I, and I, a lot of these mocks, like the trades that they do are like in the top 10 usually. But I more know. realistically, teams are moving around I'd later. I'd like to see a specific, round. but like I want my team addressed with what I think that they might might do. Yeah. I'm disappointed that there has not been one just hardcore mocker. Well, you like, have, I mean, you have a platform on the I same do, website. I don't, I don't really enjoy mocking, but I might have to do something I think you that do. clearly indicates, but I don't want to do the rest of the picks. Why can't you? Here's an idea for you. Here's a content idea for you and uh, and Tyler. Because okay. because Ty, Tyler's Tyler Fornis is quiet. the. Let's keep it quiet. What should don't, I should I give this to you off the air? No, I'm just saying Tyler can't hopefully hear this. So okay, go no, ahead. I'm saying no. This is an idea for both you guys. All right, he's the he knows all the players and stuff, yep. but you know sort of the more the thirty thousand foot maneuvering of things. <laughs> oh yeah. So why can't you guys team up on a mock draft concept where? He does the actual like selections leading up, and then you say, "Okay, this would be a good time based on, you know, the way the board is playing out to trade back from twenty three to twenty nine to pick up an extra second or third round pick." You guys should co-author a Vikings mock draft next week on VikingsWire.com. Post combine, perhaps. Okay, because you know we'll we'll then because things will change next week. Like there will be a seismic shift in things. As far as workouts go and stuff, I like oh, that yeah. idea. Okay. I like that idea. Hold on a second. I'm going to... Why don't gonna... you write that one down? Nope. I'm going to text Tyler right now. <laughs> Hold on. Hey, Tyler, I've got an idea. Just been thinking it's about... My, it's been, mine. All mine been noodling, <laughs> been noodling on this for a while. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right. We'll do some feedback Friday tomorrow. I'm Mackie and Judd. Over on Purple Daily today, we're going to put our heads together. We are going to be the Vikings front office. We're going to kick everyone else yeah. out. We're going to go through basically the full off season cuts extensions, trades. I come with with my notepad. I was doing some work last night, as I'm sure, as I know you were. Free agent signings. We're going to do a mock draft simulation. We're going to do it all today. Look at that. That's a full page. I know. UFAs, cuts, (laughs) hard decisions on that page. Uh, And some easy ones, to be honest with you. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd and later today on Purple Daily.